Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to another edition of Zone Time, everybody. I'm Julian. Avery's here. Sam is here. Tic Tac Tomar is here. We are so close to the beginning of the NHL regular season. Games are going to be played. Hopes and dreams will be. Well, I mean, they're still kind of there. They will not be shattered as of yet. And of course, nonsense and and controversies and stories. We will get into all of those as the season goes on. I do want to start uh, with something that uh, kind of came up in the last few days. Uh, I think it's cool to call Ryan S. Clark of ESPN in front of the show. He's a good dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, Avery, you've met Ryan Clark, right? I've not. No, not in person. Really? You've no, never met I've Ryan never, Clark? No, no never Ryan's never. a good dude. Uh, Ryan did some great reporting for ESPN uh, following up uh, with the NHL on uh, their stance when it comes to uh, specialty initiatives, uh, specifically with with jerseys and 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 pride nights. It's, it seems as if some teams were a little bit more confused about the initial memo. And I'm going to read some of the article put up by Ryan here. Um, the update was sent because of confusion about the guidance. Uh, according to the league source he spoke to, uh, the new much clearer memo explained that restrictions cover on-ice activity and noted that players should be encouraged to express themselves off the ice. Uh, but the next paragraph does say players and teams are allowed to celebrate and support specialty causes. Teams are allowed to host the groups at games while players have the freedom to wear whatever they want. But there still is some other controversial stuff. I mean, we still won't really have uh, specialty jerseys like what we've seen for for Pride Night, uh, there have been some reports that have surfaced since uh, that uh, could lead to the fate of hockey tape, the the Pride tape being up in the air. We still don't know. We'll try to be careful on that one. But I know we kind of talked about this last season, but the fact that teams have kind the NHL has basically put itself in this weird corner where because of all of the crap that happened last year with Ivan Provorov and the players who opted out of Pride Night, I just feel like they're painting themselves into a corner and I feel like it's just big real resulting in more confusion and ultimately they're they're it's not fun for anybody. So I, I just wanted anyone's thoughts on on the stance being clarified, so to speak, from the NHL. Uh, uh maybe we could start with Sam and then we can kind of make this more of a round table thing. But what do you all think of the fact that the league is kind of doubling down on their stance? Uh not to mince words, I thought it was an unparalleled act of cowardice. Um, damn yeah I mean you had seven players opt out um I know there's there's a lot of 
people online being like, this is what happens when you force players to wear them. Let's be clear. No one was forced to wear anything. They literally opted out of wearing the jerseys. So seven players, seven players opted out of wearing a warm-up jersey. And, you know, at the time you can play and pride tapes reaction as organizations was that's fine. We're here to build allies and not call out homophobes for which they were roundly criticized by members of the LGBTQIA plus community and actual allies. Mm -hmm. And now look at where we are. Now it's, Mm -hmm. now it's, you've got this policy and I'm sorry, the actual worst part of this policy it's is where it says players shall not be put in the position of having to demonstrate personal support for any special initiatives A factor that may be considered in this regard includes, for example, whether a player is required to be in close proximity to any groups or individuals visibly or otherwise clearly associated with such special initiatives. That's a slippery slope. That is a slippery slope. What does that even mean? Like, I don't know. If you if you have like a Lunar New Year night, you can't stand near somebody who's Asian. Like yeah, I'm like 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 what, what does this policy mean? That's so weird. Black mm-hmm. History Month is all like Whoa, you can't stand near a black next... person. Yeah, I can't stand yeah. next to you, brother. <laughs> no, like what? It's just like it. None of this makes any sense. Any sense? Mm-hmm. And then you have the reports today that like possibly Pride tape is being banned, and it's like okay, well, so players don't have to put these things on to support them, but also you actually can't wear anything including a piece of tape to show support and like to be clear the only player who actually consistently wears pride tape all year has been travis dermott that's one player yeah mm-hmm. so like who is making these policies like you're making the policies on the basis of seven people and then banning pride tape that one person wears regularly like yeah to me the most appalling part of this is i like you know we all know this is all very performative allyship it's all very corporate driven it's like so you can sell merch and take money from these communities that you are not actually doing anything for and now it's like by the way thanks for your money the last few years when we were selling all of this stuff to you now we're going to be clear you're not actually welcome here it's embarrassing it's embarrassing and it's disgusting yep and then it's like you think of again it it starts with all, all this happened because seven players decided not to wear the jersey. Cool. Like, and I just, I just love how, especially from like you know the NHL and the Gary Bettman said, like we're 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 doing all of this because it's it's become a distraction. Okay, it's become a it's become a distraction. So we're making all these changes because seven players made made this choice, and we're just going to ignore all of the people, both players, staff, whatever, who benefits from this. Like again, I, I'm thinking of, of players who ret- routinely, you know, uh, are part of these initiatives. Whether whether they they know people, maybe they have people in their family, close friends, for example, who they do these initiatives for. Again, I <laughs> I keep thinking about Luke Prokop, who you know, first first player active NHL contract to you know to go to come out and and again, he, you know, he's probably going to get a whole bunch of questions about this. It happened all the time last year. Hey, what do you think about this? Hey, what do you think about this? And if, if this report ends up being being the way it is, where it's, it's stopped completely, again, games, practice, arenas, like, so so, what's the distraction really? Like, like just like just be honest. Like, what's the what's the actual distraction, and how is this helping? And how is this if any part of the initiatives? 
that you've been trying to put yourself in a position to say you're a part of. Hockey's for everyone. There's a reason why people laugh at that. And like and not not sarcastically. There's a reason why people like legitimately laugh at that. And this is another example why. Yeah. I again I, I said this last year and I'll reiterate this one more time before I let Avery speak. There are people in the league who actually want to do good things. We go back to that night Ivan Provorov did what he did. It took away from what James Van Riemsdyk and Scott Lawton did that night mm-hmm. when they had non-binary fans and they made them feel welcome. There are people who will yeah. look at the stories uh, of, of players off the gout and say, well, why don't you focus on the good stories? Why don't you focus on the people who are actually doing good stuff? It's very difficult for us to do, especially when, it consi- when you're considering a sport that is all about being uniform and all about falling in line and 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 everyone being united. And this is the stance where players are going to say, oh, I'm a one of one and I'm going to have these beliefs respected. You want us to ignore that? Like it's it's like for people who don't understand that that has always boggled my mind, but not more than the fact that there are players in the league who actively want to support these causes and actively want to do good things in support of these causes. And those and their stories get wiped away because of a memo being passed out or a player opting out and making their feelings known. That is what is most disappointing for me in all of this. Avery, uh, we should let you speak in this. Seven players out of 400 or something have majority rule. That to me is asinine. That to me is ridiculous. And you just found a way to gain even more bad PR and alienate more fans who are going to not watch hockey or be turned away from hockey. How does it help the sport? How does it help the NHL in growth? The number four league in this continent. How does it help? Who does this really help? You are appealing to, it blows me away. The NHL can keep doing this and find even more rakes to step on. When we think there is the bottom, they find a new bottom to get to. This is embarrassing, plain and simple. Yeah, I like the rake analogy. It's basically like mm-hmm. Sideshow Bob uh, from The Simpsons in that one scene outside where he keeps stepping on rakes. Yep. Just, and just then someone's like, the why? Who put all these rakes here? Why do we keep stepping on them? I'll just say, I'll just add this unless uh, someone else wants to add anything. I really hope that pride thing, that pride tape thing is not true because it's such a stupid thing to, to, to mess your head over. It's just a small gesture. Remember like Sam brought a really good point. Like it is, there is an element of performanceship with all of this, but like, Mm. it's still nice for people of these communities to at least see seen, feel that they're being seen especially in a sport like hockey that is predominantly white. It's just a small thing. It's, it's, it's just so people can feel welcome. Right. Like it's not even, it's not like true representation outside of at this point, Luke Prokop, but it's, you know, gestures like that matter, even when they're performative, it's, it's like, you know what, this is the bare minimum level, but you have people here who want you here and you are welcome here. And now the league is saying you are not allowed to extend that gesture to those fans. Tell you what, I can't wait until military night for these teams. Let's see how that goes. Mm. Mm. Anyway, uh, we should probably move on uh, to other hockey topics. Uh, oh, sorry, I have one last comment there that I have to... Oh, please, go ahead, please, yeah. please, go ahead. Go you ahead, know go they're going to go, go ahead, ahead go. with those other nights because this league is nothing if not comfortable in sitting in its own hypocrisy by saying we don't want to have specialty nights and get political but at the same time here's a statement 
on the conflict in the Middle East. Oh, not, not getting political. Oh, okay. That's what the league Oof. does. That's that's true. That is very true. <laughs> also, to, to, I'll I'll add this to what I'm saying. I, no shade to the military. I'm not trying to do that. It's the point is, is just the league will probably feel safer having those type of nights as opposed to pride nights or or anything like that. Not to just. I I just want that clarification in there. Did anyone else want to add anything before we move on to whatever the Winnipeg Jets are doing? Genuinely surprised. Mm-hmm. I'm genuinely genuinely surprised. surprised. Jets. I'm genuinely, genuinely surprised. For context, uh, the Winnipeg Jets uh, this past off season, it looked as if they were going to part ways with some valuable members of their core: uh, Mark Scheifele, Connor Hellebuck, Blake Wheeler. was already gone, and uh, on Monday. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets announce uh, both Mark Shifley and Connor Hellebuck will be back. Seven-year contracts for them with AAVs at $8.5 million. Congratulations, Winnipeg. Uh, you've signed two players Congratulations, uh, 30 Winnipeg. years old. You're congratulating the wrong party, my friend. Congratulate Boy, Mark Shifley. Congratulate Mark, Mark Shifley? You're not, yes. You want me to congratulate Connor Hellebuck? No, because Connor – Because listen – Connor Hellebuck again is is probably the one of few goalies we look at in the league right now that we can still consider like elite or top tier or number one. Like I think you go around like most teams, they kind of have like a tandem going on. But like again, like Hellebuck, um, Vasilevsky, Sorokin, uh, Shosturkin, right? Like like those goalies, like they they're you know you don't really see them too much. So like you know Hellebuck getting that contract, congrats, good for you. Again, well, you know it's, it's just yeah. It, you know, it's interesting that like you know, it took two episodes for me to find, to be wrong about something that I called that. I I I thought Hellbuck was gone. I thought he was gonna he was like you know based off everything you said, it sounded like he was gonna be gone. But hey, stay now. Mark J J Shifley. Um, Is wow. Name, there's a J. I don't Starts know. I, J. I, like, I don't know. I like throwing J's for middle names. It's fun. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Now we need to figure out his middle name before we yeah. actually do that. Mark maybe, Shifley, maybe it is J. The Quan. I I genuinely did not did not think that one Shifley would stay and that he would get a deal like that that will take him until he is 37. Devin. Um, so. It's real, though. Like, what? Like, I don't know. I, I have questions. I, I, I have said on other platforms, I could be wrong. I, I could change my mind about this tomorrow. I could change my mind about this next week. But, man, I think if you're the Winnipeg Jets and you're doing this, you're doubling down on your core, the same core that as good as of pieces as, as guys like Josh Morrissey are, don't know if they're better than so many other teams in that conference. Are they better than Vegas? No. Are they better than Colorado? No. Are they better than Edmonton? No. Are they better than Minnesota? I don't think so. They can are they better have, than Dallas? No. They have to be now. I they got to be now. With those two deals, that's, you're saying that you're trying to win for the next at least five years? And like they're, I don't. I, I generally thought the Jets were heading towards like a rebuild, retool type of era, or maybe like you know you get some like you know top fifteen, top ten picks, maybe a couple over a couple of years. You know, allow allow the young pieces you already have to grow further. But with this, they just got rid of Blake, Blake Wheeler's deal, and now here's two more. Again, not saying that they're both bad. I think Hellebuck's deal is cool. Now they're good players, but like. I don't know. 
I don't know I how they contend. It's just you throwing that money at guys in, at at thirty. I'll, I'll I'll mention I'll mention this other side of the argument for argument's sake here. The Jets aren't necessarily you know darlings when it comes to selling tickets. You want to be competitive, so fans go to the building, and you don't have people wondering if they're going to move again. And and you have to be competitive in Winnipeg. Like, what do you think of that mindset? Like, is there a point to that? When you when you consider the fact that they had to send out these contracts, I mean, I could I'm, I I could understand it, but I don't know if I necessarily agree with it. I don't know. It's just, I, I, but Jets fans aren't again like Jets fans aren't dumb. They're they're no. very they're very aware, and I think, I think I think the positivity or I don't know positivity around it is I'm shocked, just genuinely. Shocked. I thought Shifley was going to Boston. I thought Hellebuck was going to St. Louis. Like I thought they I thought they were they were gonna move pieces around and then build around like you know Velarde and 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 Cole Perfetti. Like I I did not see this coming. Um, but I don't know, maybe maybe the whole Atlanta, you know, returning to the NHL, maybe that might have I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Would it be like? Would it be funny if like if like you know what like you know what it's it's okay like like you know like like uh, Kevin Shovel Day off for having their meetings and like hey you know what mm-hmm. you know it's twenty twenty three we tried to be good you know I think we'll probably be bad for about four years and they saw the press release that like Atlanta might be coming up and they're like oh damn we can't <laughs> lose we can't lose the team again no not this again <laughs> we're not no <laughs> damn. Losing your team to the to to Atlanta, no. Well, it'd be kind yeah. of well, no. It was it was Winnipeg then Arizona, mm-hmm. but then to lose it to the team that was that was it came there, from, yeah, that would be really weird. I don't know well, if that's ever happened before. LA, LA Rams did it. They were in LA Rams in Lewis, right? Back to LA. Mm-hmm. So, yep, yeah. you're absolutely right. They absolutely yeah. did do that. Um, anything? Anyone else want to add anything on the Winnipeg Jets? I I. Like Omar, I'm surprised. I figured this was the time for the Jets to rebuild, go all in on the youth. Because now Winnipeg, like you mentioned, like they're not better than uh, Edmonton, Vegas, or much Western Conference. So what really is the plan here? Is it to go into the first round again and get smoked in five games or win a round and get smoked in round two? Is that the plan? Guys, if you, you get into the get playoffs, in, anything can happen. Exactly, guys. That took the words out of my mouth, man. What's wrong with that strategy? So many teams live on the hope and prayer promise. It could work. I, Look yeah, at Florida. I was gonna say I can't criticize. I can't <laughs> criticize this because I've already expended all my thoughts on this exact topic. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just feel like every year, like a team in the playoffs does something, and then other teams are like, "Huh, it worked for them. Let's let let's let's do it this time again." St. Louis going from last to the cup. Um, who else? You know, a team's relying on goaltending. Los really Angeles, heavily, right? Seed. Um, you know, taking your star player and putting them on LTIR until the playoff starts. You know, I feel like they're just totally every, legal and fine. Yeah, you know, every year there's like a strategy or a thing that happens, and then teams were like, "Hey, you know what? They could, they could be us." So I think Winnipeg <laughs> maybe maybe looking at other teams in the West and say, "Yeah, you know what? All those other teams are good, but hey, we just have to get in. We got in last yeah. year." I'm not even convinced that the Jets are that much better than the Canucks at this point. Damn, I wouldn't go that far. They finished 12 points ahead of the Canucks last season. And the Canucks played 12 points. The Canucks played like a third of the season without Thatcher Demko. Yeah, that's true. 
Yeah, like the Canucks with Thatcher Demko is a very different team, which is why people wanted them to shut him down for the last half of the season. (laughs) 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 Oh, I'm actually not convinced that you know. And if that's if that's actually the case, I had a lot of I I got a you know I had a lot of Schadenfreude for this. (laughs) Oh no. Oh no. Okay. All right. I think we've expanded enough as we can. We've expounded enough as we can on the Winnipeg yep. Jets. We should probably get to some predictions because this is uh mm-hmm. the uh last podcast we'll do before the NHL season starts. Uh Tuesday night, uh we'll see a bunch of games including Pittsburgh and Chicago. Uh, Connor Bedard will make his NHL debut against Sidney Crosby. Did you guys see this? Do you guys realize this? Connor Bedard will make his NHL debut against Sidney Crosby. Isn't that uh- exciting? Isn't that I, cool? I, I saw the lines that Chicago's running, and damn, they have one line. No hyperbole. No. I don't know. I don't know who else is on. The, they have one line. I looked at that. I looked at the full thing, and I was like, "Geez." I looked at their goalies. I was like, "Who?" And Mrazek. Okay. I looked at their defense. They have Jones and like five other who's, and then on the forward core, they just have that top line, and then just nine other who's plus Corey Perry. It's just like. Right, Perry's in Chicago now. I forgot yeah, a about long that. year, long year. For, but imagine if they win. Yeah, oh. Can you imagine that. Like Chicago mm-hmm. gets that early win on on Kyle Dubas's Pittsburgh Penguins. I'd be lying if it wouldn't make me laugh. Of course, hey, it'd man. be a very it'd be a very sheltered laugh because I'm very weary of uh, Leafs karma. We get it so easily here. Oh, don't worry about that. We were in for a long year. We'll address we got time for that, Omar. We got time for that. Did y'all see that? Did y'all see that Connor Bedard was on the Pat McAfee show like on Monday? I did not. I did I not. Watched a bit of it. What did you think of it? Was he good? I did not watch any of it. I mean, it was Connor Bedard's personality. It was a little bit dry, but I think in terms of just seeing it, like Pat McAfee's show is the biggest sports podcast right now in the world. So getting an NHL player on that, the number one draft pick, it's a big science, massive proc you get them on, on McAfee's show, I think. I guess. It's just, I don't know. Like, I, I hope I hope his person, I mean, he's a kid. He's got a lot of room to grow. But, like, it'd be cool if, like, he his personality also kind of got better, too. Became more of a marketable personality. But anyway. Uh, there's a lot of time for that. We'll see how the first season goes. But anyway, I've got, uh, you know, normally for predictions and stuff, you'll see typical stuff like, you know, who's going to win rookie of the year, who's going to win MVP of the year. And there's some element of that for what I wanted to do here. But to start, instead of having, uh, questions like rookie of the year, I thought who's going to be the second best rookie this year? Cause I mean, unless I'm wrong, I'm inclined to think we are all thinking Connor Bedard is going to be the best rookie this year. Is there another rookie that we think might actually come in second place? I have a serious answer and I have a funny answer. I'll say uh, my serious we'll... answer first. Yeah. Uh yeah. yeah. I, I think Logan Cooley is gonna is gonna turn a lot of heads this year. Um, I think it might it just might be unfortunate the team he plays on. You know, you may not you know get as much attention there, but like again, just the raw skill. Like, I think he'll be the most exciting thing that's happened in Arizona in a long time. And, like, no disrespect to, like, uh, Clayton Keller, but, like, Logan Cooley, I think, is another, like, upper echelon of, like, players. And, like, you know, we all laughed when, like, the the Coyotes, you know, said he was the best prospect in the world. And, like, okay, yeah, right. But then when you actually, like, watch some of the things he does on the ice, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. 
So like if 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 something I don't know something goes wrong with Bedard and you know his season doesn't go his way, like I can definitely see Cooley uh being a person that stands out. Um and if not that, then Matthew Nice. Go leaves, go, go leaves, go, go, go. Hey, it can, it can be good. Hey, he's a rookie. I mean, no, there's no no pressure. Third line might play, you know, in some you know high, high risk offensive situations. It could happen. I need New Jersey because Bunting's gone. So, you know, that that'd be cool. Oh yeah, that that sucks. What do you what do you do with all the jerseys of players who no longer play for your team? There there are there are many there are many Julian. Um, for those who don't know, uh, I usually don't like getting the obvious choices for jerseys. You know, because everyone likes Matthews and Marner. You know, obviously. So I like to like the people who are good, but kind of like on the bubble. So you know, like I was a big like JVR fan when he first came. Uh, Clark MacArthur, uh, Connor Brown, loved Connor Brown. Uh, Michael Bunting. So now, now I'm I'm looking for the next one. I'm looking for the next one. You know, Matthew Nyes might might be there. Who knows? Maybe Ryan Reeves. I think you should get a Ryan Reeves jersey. I think I might get a Ryan Reeves jersey at some point. Who knows? I think you should get a Ryan Reeves jersey. That'd be actually yeah. be pretty cool. <laughs> I, um, Avery, I want you to give me uh the surprise team of the year, a team that will be a lot better than people think. A lot better than people think. It's gonna be. The Coyotes, who I have slotted in, mm-hmm. I have them in wild card number two this year. You have them as a playoff team this year? You bet I do. You what? bet I do. How? Do you know how many good teams are in the Western Conference? That central, it, that central to me is a little bit weak, but I think, and that whole conference, I think that there, there's room for that team to get into wild card two somehow. That young core is fun to watch. If the goaltending holds up in Arizona, they could surprise some people in the West, I think, and be a wild card two playoff team. Arizona was still pretty good last year. And especially if Logan Cooley steps up, like, I mean, I don't, I mean, I could see them challenging for a playoff spot. I don't, but who are they going to bump out? Like Seattle made it last year. A lot of people are picking Calgary for a wild card spot. I mean, they could always underwhelm too, but who knows? Uh, but like, I, Winnipeg. I mean, I, I do, I don't have Winnipeg as a playoff team as of right now. I didn't have them as a playoff team before the extensions were announced mm-hmm. on Monday. Mm-hmm. I did I did not change my mind on that. I do not have the Winnipeg Jets as a playoff team. That could be interesting. I could be like, very interesting. It might just be least biased, but like I've watched Velmelka be very annoying as a goalie. And if he can like get that consistently. We've all seen teams that are like not the best, but still get him because they're goaltending. Who knows? If they can like, score, then who knows? Arizona kind of feels like like one part talented group of kids slash island of misfit toys. And that's how I feel like seeing guys like Yusuf Alamaki make it work as mm-hmm. opposed to languishing in, in, in Calgary before he gets put on waivers and gets plucked up for free. Like, it'd be a fun story if the Coyotes make it. But like, playoff team? I don't know. I think you need a lot. You need some teams to fall out because that wild card is going to be very testy, man. I think it's, I, I, I think Arizona's going to fight for it. I think they might just miss, but I like, I like your pick. Sam, Sam's team. about to make me laugh. Sam, what were, Sam, were you going to say something? Uh, just say it. I was, I'm going to regret saying this on camera. Uh oh. I was oh. going to say, I actually, this might be the first time in a very long time. I think the Canucks might do better than most people think they will. <gasps> oh, Clip. but it's like there's like a lot of <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
I still don't think they're a well-built team. I still think there are a lot of issues, but I think that the combination of if Demko stays healthy and plays the way he can the whole season, if Brock Besser actually plays the way he has through the preseason, which is like the Besser from two, three years ago and not the Besser we saw the last couple of years. And if Adam Foote and Sergey Gonchar's work through the preseason holds up for the rest of the season, they might slide yeah. into a wild card spot. Then another. There's a lot of ifs. There's a lot of ifs. If every single thing they need to go right goes right, they might make the playoffs. They might. I don't know. If ifs and buts were cookies and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas, especially in Vancouver. <laughs> I mean, they. It's very similar to like Avery's like Arizona prediction. I mean, if you're looking at the Pacific Division, I mean, okay, Seattle surprised a lot of us last year. They did. Now, again, a lot of people hold, again, a lot of Kraken fans hold their ability to get into the playoffs on their goaltending, which is odd because if you look at the numbers, it's, you know, iffy. Now, they they also scored a lot of goals. Both of those things are difficult to maintain on a year-end, year-through basis. So if that doesn't hold up, okay, maybe that takes them out a little bit. Okay, then you look at Calgary. Calgary needs to make the playoffs, so there's a lot of pressure there. So if they don't perform, or maybe that pressure might hold hold them back a little bit, whereas Vancouver, they want to make the playoffs. I don't know if they need to, but they want to, just like every other year the last, I don't know, couple of years they've wanted to. So it could be the perfect storm for Vancouver to win a lot of those like, wow, they won games, you know what I mean? You know, like like it's like a oh, it's the oh, like Tampa versus Vancouver, and everyone's like, oh, it's gonna be easy, easy win for for Tampa, and then Vancouver ends up winning like two one in overtime or something. I think you know, I think Vancouver is gonna be a big like overtime team. I think they're gonna get a lot of like overtime shootout wins. And maybe that's it is also, and this can cut both ways. Mm-hmm. It is Elias Pettersson's contract year. Yeah, it is his contract I, year. I generally think contract years tend to be good, obviously, because he's going to he the next one is his big one right like he needs to lock in an eight-year deal on the next one so he needs to have a massive year mm-hmm. the only thing is whether or not it cuts the other way of becoming way too much of a distraction because he said he's not in a rush and i don't know if anyone listened to 32 thoughts this week but the dominant topic in vancouver today is elliot friedman coming out and saying oh well actually since the canucks have said since elias Patterson said he wasn't sure or that he wasn't in a rush about signing the extension the Canucks are now like, we're actually not sure if we want to commit to Elias Pettersson. So they might move him? Uh, like, am I supposed to predict what this team does? I don't think they'll move him, but like, I think even the idea that they're putting out into the press through insiders that they're not sure. They're not sure if mm, they want to commit to him. What a wild what a hilarious team. This team is too unserious sometimes. <laughs> like, seriously. What? Where are we at? Why did this happen? Yeah. I mean, Shout like, he, Elliot Freeman. He, he's an RFA too. They didn't need to say that. They could have just said, look at us. Sorry. The exact quote was since Pedersen came out and said, I'm not sure yet, I think the Canucks have also indicated we aren't sure either because if there's any doubt he wants to make a commitment, I'm not convinced that they want to make a commitment. You can't fire me. I quit. <laughs> oh, no. the, Vancouver oh, yeah. Can- the Vancouver Canucks are some 
dude in high school was trying to holler at somebody, and then when they didn't holler back, it's like, oh, fine, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why well, didn't want to date you either? Like, what exactly. is this? Who oh. is this? He's an RFA. This is like high school level. Like, no. You know, you know what I need since he's an RFA? Offer a sheet. Offer a sheet. Offer a sheet. You know. I know it doesn't happen, but if there was ever a year to offer sheet someone, like this would be it. Especially with the cap, like the cap's going to go up four million this year. I don't know how much is going to go up. Not not this year, but next year and the year a year afterwards. Like you offer sheet them, you sign them to like a I don't know, like a one two year bridge. I do that. If you're a team like Arizona, oh let oh. Oh no! Oh no! No! Don't do that! Don't do that! Match! Oh! If I'm the Coyotes, Arizona has all those picks. If I'm the that's what I'm. If I'm the Coyotes, I offer sheet quick. What do you have to lose? Just do it. All those picks. If the Canucks don't match, I don't care about Yes, I don't. Man, man, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. I have to check this. I have to check this. Okay. So the so the Coyotes this so 2024 the Coyotes have a first. Three yes. seconds, three thirds. They got plenty of picks. The, mm-hmm. the next year, twenty twenty five, they have their own first four seconds, two two uh, two thirds. Do it, offer shoot yeah. them. Do it. Why? Do it. Why am I thinking of Jim Benning all of a sudden? I don't know why. I just feel like Jim Benning right now. It's just <laughs> this is his fault somehow. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> This is this is just his fault. I just threw in Jim <laughs> Benning. He put the team in this situation. This is somehow his fault. Um, oh what about uh, we had surprise team? Uh, I love the answers on this one. Uh, Omar, I would love to hear a team that you feel will be the biggest disappointment of the year. Like a team that is going to be, be a lot worse than some people think. Can I ask a clarifying question before I give my answer? Uh, sure. Based off of whose perspective? Like their own or like the general public, which whatever your answer is closest mm. to uh, mirroring with, I guess. Cool. All of a sudden, just bop, 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 bop. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, man. Listen, Why the Because <laughs> the fans think that they're gonna dominate the Atlantic. And it's dominate like, the Atlantic. Dominate. What Ottawa Senators think they're going to dominate the Atl- the Atlantic? L- I've not listen, seen that. I, Let's I'm calm down. It. Let's I'm calm it. down. I'm seeing it. Seeing it. Playoffs. I'm seeing it. Dominate. I'm seeing it. Look, Jake Sanderson signs that one contract, and he in and he in mm-hmm. leaves heads. Mm-hmm. Tim Stutzler says a completely innocuous comment about how in teams our... aren't supposed to. Julian, teams invested Julian, all this Julian, money in ten million dollar players, and all of a sudden it's oh, he took a shot at the Leafs. Julian, rent. It's not us. It's Rent not us, Julian. Really? You the know how many tweets I've seen? You know how many tweets I've seen of comparing the Leafs top six to ours? It's, it's not ridiculous. us, Julian. It's not us, Julian. I'm just trying to survive. I'm just trying to watch the team play well. Wait, what the hell and is every that? Single, every time that happens, all I see is, oh, well, the Sens top six is better. You know what? No, they're not. And actually, going back to another prediction, I think the first coach to get fired, D.D. Smith. Straight up. I'm not even kidding. Woo! Not even like so back to back. He skipped ahead, people. Sen's gonna be the biggest disappointment, and DJ Smith's gonna get fired first. Damn, okay. okay. Damn, okay. You good? You good, sir? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. good. Avery, can you like for the for the audio listeners, can you please uh just describe (laughs) what you were just showing us right now? Well, during Omar's rant, I figured again, like always, it's time to find your props and have some fun. 
So I pulled yes. up my my mini humidifier. That's that was <laughs> mini humidifier. Is that like a little like cat inside? It is. Yes, yeah, a spaceship. That's awesome. That's actually pretty cute. <laughs> That's actually pretty cute. Uh, well, well, um, thank you for skipping ahead to first coach fire. Do you think it's gonna be DJ Smith? Y'all almost said it. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of. I mean, look, I I meant what I said with the whole rent free thing, but look at how good that Atlantic Division is. Toronto is probably going to make the playoffs. I still am not ready to count out the Tampa Bay Lightning, especially if they find some stopgap that'll work. I mean, Florida has to deal with their injuries. Buffalo, stop fooling around this year. This is the year Buffalo puts it together and they make the playoffs. Stop playing around. They're making. It's not. It's not a disappointment if they miss though. I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. I think they look year after year after year of this rebuild and rebuilding on top of rebuilds, and you still can't make the playoffs. Get into the playoffs. This is the year the Buffalo Sabers have to start doing some of that stuff. The Senators in the same boat too. But I don't like the idea that if the Sabers miss, it's all oh, this core could still get better. They could make the playoffs next year. No, make the playoffs now. You're accumulating enough young talent and and good players around them, and you could actually be a talented team. If they make the playoffs and they, you know, they they have a good first round series and they're done in six and seven, that is actual progress. That is a good thing for this team going forward. If they don't make the playoffs this coming year, what is next year going to be like? It's going to get to a point where people are going to start looking at that core and thinking, hmm, was this the right move? Is Kevin Adams making the right choices here? That extension for Rasmus Dahlin, he's going to get that. Is that like, maybe that's a little too far, but I think the Buffalo Sabres have to make the playoffs this year or else next year is going to be a very interesting year when it comes to those expectations. I think they have to do it this year. But all that to say, like, where are you putting uh, the Ottawa Senators in that? I don't know. I didn't even mention Boston, who I think might miss. I don't think so. But I also said Boston would miss last year, and they ended up being the best regular season team of all time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the irony. It's got to end at oh, some point, right? What? What has to end at? Oh, the Buffalo, Buffalo get a gator or Boston no, tormenting Boston. Vancouver fans? <laughs> <laughs> it's not just Vancouver fans. Tormenting <laughs> everyone. Yeah. Boston. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. Look, no Patrice Bergeron this year. Like, how many years of watching them be like, oh, like, this 2011 hero is retiring. Oh, next year. Got another one. Like, how many years of this do we oh have God. to do? <laughs> yeah. you know? David Posterdock signed for a while, man. Brad Marchand's the captain. Charlie yeah. McAvoy still there. Yeah, still JVR and, and 37-year-old JVRs on the first line. Oh, my God. Yeah, that center depth is uh, <laughs> not that inspiring when it comes yeah. to uh, the Boston Bruins. They still have good goaltending, though. Linus Allmark and Jeremy Swayman. I mean, they could be a playoff team. I mean, they should be a playoff team, really. Um, but, like, all that to say, there are a lot of good teams in the Atlantic Division. Auto, I'm not. Is Ottawa better than those teams? They got to show it. Vladimir Tarasenko's got to be that guy this year. Eunice Corpus Allo's in net. Uh, Shane Pinto's still not signed as of this uh, recording. I mean, that Josh might Norris is healthy. Josh Norris is not healthy, man. I don't know. There's some questions about this Ottawa Senators team. Mm-hmm. Um, does any do any of us have a bold prediction? I, I've I've I'm bullish on Nazem Kadri having a career season because he's had the longest off season in about like six or seven years. 
and he's not dealing with any of those nagging injuries that he had to deal with from that Stanley Cup final run. Uh, Daryl Sutter is no longer his head coach. The vibes are better in Calgary. I think he's going to have a really good year. I think he's going to he's going to have the best year of his statistically of his pro career. And I know he had an 87 point season. I think he could hit the 90 point plateau for the first time in his career. I'm convinced yeah. of that. They're going to have him in top six. They're going to have him in the power play. He's going to play with Matthew Coronado, who's also looking pretty good. Could get some goals into. He'll get that time in the power play with Lindholm and Huberdeau. I think Nazem. That's my one bold. That's my biggest bold prediction. Nazem Kadri career season full effect. All in on that. <laughs> and who knows what it'll be for him after that? But that is my bold prediction. Career season. Yes, that is my bold prediction. I, I'm. I was. I, I bold prediction was there. That is my bold prediction. Nazem Kadri <laughs> will have a career season. Sam doesn't. Sam doesn't think I'm. Sam doesn't think it's going to happen. That's all right. I mean, I think he's going to have a great season. I just don't know that he's going to. The numbers he put up in his last season with the Avs, like, I don't know if he was has well above the and beyond to, what he should have put. I don't know if he has the support to beat those numbers in Calgary. Look, but I hope it happens. It could happen, man. There's I hope it prediction. happens. I, I think, I think if that offense starts to click in Calgary, man, it could get to a point where it could get cl- at least close to those numbers. And I also think him being healthy, that is going to help. He played like one of the best, if not the best player for a good chunk of last season before the all-star break, before those injuries start to nag on him. And again, he has a different head coach. Like I, I think the vibes will be a lot different for Nazem Kadri. That's my bold prediction. I don't know if anyone else has a bold prediction. If I got not, one. Then, oh, okay, go ahead. You mentioned Buffalo putting it all together. I believe in the Sabres being a playoff team, but also talk about bold predictions. I'm going to say, they may not end this way, but I'm going to say going into 2024, at some point the Sabres will lead the Atlanta division. Lead the I Atlanta see that division? I, I, so like better lead, than the not, drama not win, not win at some point they'll lead they might fall off though but they i see them leading does that make that a bold prediction lead. then because like they could they could lead at the end of the week yeah no i don't know no i don't wait a damn minute I see him leading late. I don't see him winning. I see him leading late to the season. Uh-huh. They could fall off late. They could fall off late. I, I see him leading in, say, like March or April-ish. I, they could fall off, though. They could fall off late. But I see him as a playoff team who does have, uh, uh, late in the season, at some point, lead that division. Not win it, but lead it late. Hmm. I mean, that's kind of bold, I guess. But, like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Hmm. I mean that's pretty that's pretty well because if if that 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 takes place then not only are the Sabers in the playoffs they're also in one of the top three teams in the Atlantic and I don't think anyone had them going that far I think if there are people who think the Sabers are gonna make the playoffs this year it's just like oh yeah I was like you know wild card one or wild card two but like exactly Avery saying as a one two or a three okay all right that's fine okay we can let that we can let that slide as a bold mm-hmm. prediction yeah. I'll see why not. Uh, how about this next one? Who will go farther in the playoffs this year, Connor McDavid or Austin Matthews? I don't want to answer this. Yes, you you have to answer it. Now, I was literally going to make someone else answer it. Now you have to answer it. Uh, oh, McDavid. Yeah. Why did you say that so sad? 
because it's like because every year I have this battle between my head and my heart. And every year I'm like, you know what? Maybe this could be the year where they catch lightning in a bottle and, and they end up, you know, doing better. Um, and I don't know. Um, but I do know that Connor McDavid is probably gonna go nuts this year, um, both in the regular season and the playoffs. Um, that's my president trophy prediction, by the way. Um, I think they're gonna win the president trophy. Um Damn, okay. So I'm yeah, man, I think I think McDavid probably goes farther. Just because like the Oilers have been to a conference final before, and that's probably like their their benchmark. They obviously they want to get to the final. And for the least, it's like hoping that they make the conference final for I don't even know what the what the year is now. Before I used to know like, oh, like went around for the first time in 19 years. I don't even know the last time it was when they made the conference final. But yeah, I think me David goes farther. Love okay. you, love you, Austin. Okay. I like that. Uh is everyone also in agreement with that? Is 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 it is it Connor Mc I, I mean I think Connor McDavid will probably end up doing that. Does anyone have a counter take? Does anyone think Austin Matthews is gonna somehow go farther? I don't, I did I'm not laughing because I this think man say, you see just, you see that? You see no. that? You hear that listeners? You couldn't even get no, the question out no, without laughing. It's just I'm just no, I'm not laughing at the I don't think it's ridiculous if there is a world where that exists. I I don't know why I laughed. I'm sorry. I don't know why I laughed. Well, I don't know why that happened. It was just a slip. That's hilarious. Avery, you were about to say something. I wasn't sure. I was going to say further also could mean the Oilers beating the cup, the, the Leafs in the cup final. And that would be fun to tape if that happens if you're on zone time. That'd be Yo, that, Oilers that, versus Leafs. Wait, time. That would Oilers be versus what? Leafs. That would be what if that happened? That'd be That'd fun. Be fun. Fun for who? All of us. All <laughs> for you. Yeah, fun for me. <laughs> What? Listen, I, I, I've, you don't I've think said, a Leafs Oilers Stanley Cup final would be fun? Sam, do you hear if this? They win, if they win, <laughs> if who wins? If what do you mean? Wins? If who wins? What do you mean? If who wins? I, I, I can't. If the Leafs make the final, they have to win. I will not recover. I, I will not recover. I don't care if it's a sweep, five, six. If it's, if it's seven, like they, they can't make it and not win it, especially to Edmonton. Avery, is that your cup final matchup prediction? It is not actually. I have a repeat of a, the 2006 cup. I have Edmonton Carolina in my cup final. Is that what everyone is doing? Everyone's I thought doing that was that. just going to be like a one-off thing. No, everyone, almost, I have seen that. so many people say we are getting an 06 rematch of Carolina Edmonton. Yeah, I'm seeing it everywhere. I don't think so. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what my prediction would be, but I don't think it's going to be that. Sam, do you have a cup final prediction? Actually, honestly, I've not thought about this at all. <laughs> that is fine. Yeah. Um, but like I've thought about Carolina Edmonton, but now I feel like I might have to switch it on principle because I thought that was gonna be like the <laughs> I might have to switch on principle because like too many people have that. I want I also kind of wanted that last year too, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe we get like what if we got like oh what if we got like Vegas, New Jersey or something? Man. Uh, Jack Hughes Man. is my pick for MVP this year, by the way. For our trophy. For the Hart Trophy and the New Jersey Devils will win the President's Trophy this year. Mm. Mm. I can see that. Uh, I think Marner's probably going to... I think Marner would be my pick. Mitch Marner for Hart Trophy? Yep. Oh, I think I okay. there there has been there's been some magic I've seen from Mitch, especially in the preseason. Yes, and you know, the preseason doesn't matter. But like 
like you know like i feel like him and him and austin kind of go back and forth as far as like what what accolades they want to reach and like i like there'll never be a point where Mar- where miss mars is going to be contending for a rocket but like like there have been a lot of times over the over the tenure where Marner's definitely been like the most valuable player on the Leafs. I can even argue argue that last year. So could it get to a point where the league recognizes that, like as far as him being the most valuable player on the team? I wouldn't be surprised. So I think that would be that that'd be my my prediction for this year. Okay. I like that. I like I like the the Mitch Marner for MVP discussion. That's <laughs> that's very different than like McDavid or Matthews mm-hmm. or anyone else in the top five of NHL players. Like I, I I like that. That's pretty unique. That's pretty different. Um I think that's pretty much all the questions and different predictions we could make in advance of the regular season starting on Tuesday. Uh hopefully that was uh informative and funny enough for everyone uh listening to zone time uh we try to make these these shows as fun as we can uh we'll but be back next thing. week i got one prediction you got one prediction say oh okay what is what's this prediction that's we don't want to make it i think we should make this prediction at the end of this year but given that ross and stallion just got 11 million dollars per year mm-hmm. yes what is kale mccarr's next contract going to be oh yo Yo, mm. Kale, Kale called the Darlene immediately and said, just said thank you and then hung thank up. You. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Because, man, and especially with, with the cap jumping up, man. Yeah, 20 mil. Kale's going to make some money. I think he's going to score Kale. 100 points this year. Oh, wow. I like that. I like that. I like that. Mm. This generation's Paul Coffey, except, mm. like, you know, he's Kale McCarr. <laughs> that's a great that's a great line he's a top five player in this league he's the best defenseman in the league like look he's making nine million through to 2027 he will definitely be making upwards of 20 million dollars easily easily you could put that up up on him making 20 plus and yeah he should send uh rasmus dalid a phone call a fruit basket uh wherever else uh that he might be into as well no i think 20 million you know what's funny i saw i saw a few people in calgary say like oh 2027 that's when the new building opens up in, in calgary maybe you welcome over an alberta guy nah he's 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 locked up in colorado for life oh yeah yeah, yeah definitely he locked up there for life <laughs> and if that ends up being a wrong prediction we can go back to this podcast in a couple of years because colorado's going to make sure that man stays in avalanche colors for life they mess mm-hmm. that up that reflects badly on them uh, anyone else have any other loose predictions they want to add before we actually wrap this one up? I love this. This was really cool. We were able to come up with some really good stuff uh, for for this uh, this week's edition of Zone Time. Uh, the regular season begins on Tuesday. We'll have more stuff uh, after that when we come back next week for, for a brand new episode of our fair show. Uh, yeah, subscribe to the podcast, however you listen to podcasts, and we'll be back. Thanks so much for tuning in for uh, this week's edition of Zone Time. Yeah. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 